I am just thrilled to say. What a Where's the neon? Where's the neon? I'm with uh, Danny and Cameron, uh, my two favorite co-hosts here. Thanks for joining, guys. Oh, hey, man. Hey, Hi, Danny. Up? Hi, Cameron. Hi, Max. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> hey, guys. What's uh, so? Yeah, we usually just get right into this stuff. Um, it's uh, the first article that I really kind of pulled from the depths of the internet is the glowing neon signs post-communist Poland. Uh, being nearly forgotten. So um, while all this kind of gets going uh, in Poland in 2005, there's a British graphic designer named David Hill. Uh, and he was super struck with these neglected Cold War era neon signs, um, which are, uh, yeah, all over the rooftops. And what essentially is going on here is um, this history that's going to be lost. It's a six month project that transformed into a photo exhibit and a book. Um, you know, and they're basically, they become Poland's unofficial ambassadors of neon. So, um, what essentially the, the growing hype around neon, uh, is it's quickly being forgotten, right? This is the same kind of conversation we're having in America, the same stuff happening mm -hmm. in Asia, you know, all these signs kind of being pulled away from, uh, from businesses and, you know, thrown in the, uh, the trash. Um, you guys kind of picked up on this at all? Have you, have you read anything about this? Danny, you want to go ahead? <laughs> yeah. Um. Unfortunately, this is something I'm not too tapped into yet. But okay. Sorry, I was just trying. I was just trying to. Yeah. I guess. I got lots to say. What? <laughs> I think, what about the nostalgia? Like the you know, like the hype around neon being kind of preserved. I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Well, obviously, and I think it's uh, you know as different as it is and was over there. They're obviously going through some of the same stuff: modern LEDs taking over and whatnot, losing some of these relics. So the interesting thing about Poland is that, um, and I you know I'm not a historian, so I don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, from what I understand, they they got started getting neon a lot in the '60s. Is that right? I think '60s was their big hey, really yeah, big push. Yeah, 1953 because, with was this Khrushchev uh, when he got in there as the leader, wanted to sort of brighten up the Soviet Union, and they had this whole sort of push towards like beautification and like with neon being part of it. I think this is correct. And but and the fun thing about Polish stuff is you know, in addition to just being different and you know quirky and cool, is that um. I believe it's this. A lot of it's generic, right? Because the because uh, the nature of the society, like they would have, like they would sort of decorate an area. Like this is where you buy flowers. And there'd be a bunch of flowers. And it might say flowers. <laughs> you know, right. like a lot it was of that. Kind of like um, you know, it was like a, a time of social unrest. So with um, with the death of Joseph Stalin, you know what, what essentially happened was it, it created a sense of uh, socioeconomic revival, um, mm. and compete against this nocturnal glamour there's like a major western kind of westernization the communism launched uh you know a campaign for neon and um, part of it was uh that mm -hmm. was essentially like uh unlike the mid-century there's neon displays of paris and vegas uh everything was you know which advertised cigarettes and gambling halls um the socialist neon signs were glorified community notices um mm -hmm. announcing kind of a service so uh with the stalin era and warsaw was you know what was kind of wiped away you know they have this leftover uh kind of gleaming kind of signposted a shop you know different shops selling different things um but it was not about consumerism 
Um, they were, neon signs were there to inform, like educate, uh, or um, <clears throat> like shops and schools, but there was no brands or no logos, just symbols and statements, which is kind of interesting. It's a complete sort of departure from the kind of the from Western. American, yeah. 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 Uh, and it, yeah, a lot of Capitalist. things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's like, it's a different way, like it lacks, I think what they're saying is, you know, some of the, the article that I read was, you know, it kind of created a a new form of, of applied art. Like there was a, a lack of familiarity in the medium. So a lot of the, a lot of the designs are like freer and they're not constrained by like technical restrictions and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's an interesting thing like especially when you kind of think about your your neon where you're at locally it, it does kind of give you this idea of neon being different in uh different you know countries type thing where um you know i just always yeah think of it as maybe commercial or artistic but yeah there's like a different um, vibe it definitely seems like there's there's a certain uh there's a, a distinct uh what's the right word um like style to some of it i'm not exactly sure what it is i think it might have to do with just like popular fonts um that may be more popular there especially at that um in the 60s those old ones because i would all want to you know would all, all want to have an air of like not authority but like classic you know what i mean like i don't know yeah it's They're definitely got a certain like... look to it which is cool <clears throat> they said like in 1960 there's 2,000 meters of neon tubes a month so it's a pretty, a pretty uh, huge amount of signs. So yeah, I guess towards the end of the seventies, they they found themselves in an economic crisis, um, and it's kind of interesting, like that, you know, they couldn't maintain these signs, so then they were just neglected, is what it what basically happened. So they saved they've they've saved quite a bit of them. Uh, I mean, obviously, preservation's alive and well there, which is good, right? Yeah, the, I think um, I think it's everywhere almost pretty much. Yeah, there's a lot of, I guess, numerous signs were pulled down in the 90s after they were deemed politically regressive. Oh. So, uh, Politically yeah, what? Politically regressive? regressive, yeah. So oh, I see. Okay. By the turn, these, they had, like, no cultural value whatsoever, right? Is kind of what they were saying. <laughs> and they mm. now rank... I like to see those ones. Yeah. Yeah. So Hill you know, and, Hill and Kar Karwinski these two the museum ranks among warsaw's most popular tourist spots right now and it draws a hundred thousand visitors a year um so yeah it's really cool and they've got this you know kind of great new location to uh to show off their their history and their culture so it's kind of a nice way to i guess at least illuminate the past right no pun mm -hmm. yeah cool. no i i really like this stuff that i've seen i'm sure i, I also russia i've got a few guys and i think poland as well um neon artists on my instagram and uh their stuff's always kind of fun and different you know sort of like same thing with asia you know it's like it's all the same thing but it's all it's got a certain style which is cool yeah this okay. is the the neon museum it's it's the museum is spelled m-u-z-e-u-m if you want to look them up they have an instagram page they're on there so if you you punch that in you'll find them um cool um yeah next up we've got creating fake neon signs with spray paint um this is uh an interesting article about uh adam fu which is adam fujita he's a 
he's an artist, a spray paint artist who makes spray paint look like neon. Have you, you guys ever discovered his stuff online at all? I haven't seen his stuff before, but I've seen this style. And I think there's like a couple of artists like kind of making it their own. There's this one that I follow on Instagram. He goes by Muralist and he does this as well. Um, but he does some like, he has his own clear own style of illustration. And he does these like kind of neon twists to like, like, I guess, classics and fine art, like classic symbols where you like, makes them in neon and then like oftentimes like throws in a skateboard or something or like a spray can um there's like these twists and it's such a cool style I've always wondered how it was done so it was nice seeing this article because it really showed like how they achieve like the look um which is cool with a spray can because you do get that like uniform like band of like uh, flow which i guess can really imitate like kind of the neon line work you know yeah totally it's funny actually, though. i've actually talked to him before he's going to be on the show soon um he's just traveling and does a quite a bit of different work um he's he's from the bay and he resides in new york city so i think to look at like does that does it actually call it fake neon uh you know it's like it's spray paint, uh, graffiti art. Like it's it's uh, its own thing, and it's no yeah. more. It's no more a fake than it than people who are doing really awesome uh, paintings depicting yeah. signs or whatever. Right? It's pretty cool. I I think it's just a really neat technique. And his was interesting the way he did that. Uh, I watched his video and basically just lays out. This is how I do it. Just lays down the layers of paint and insert you know the right colors. So it looks awesome. But, you yeah, know, it doesn't, you know. Yeah, there's this kind of like, um, you know, there's this idea that, you know, neon has like, uh, kind of specifically has this, you know, kind of physical vibe to it. And I think a lot of artists get inspiration from a lot of places, right? Like, the, like theoretically, they don't need to pull themselves into a flame and do, you know, do all that if they, you know, can create and, and kind of use the the inspiration as something to kind of, materialize what they have in their head and so this kind of digital worry way of working like yeah. there's a lot of digital artists i've gotten on the show well, look at else look at else that guy you had on oh right yeah yeah that guy's I mean, insane have you seen his stuff Danny? i don't think so who is this guy his name his name on instagram is i think it's mr ells m-r-m-r-e-l-l-z yeah and his stuff is oh my god you haven't seen this yet you're gonna freak out yeah so it's, his stuff is all computer generated oh like, uh, dang. Art, and it's insane and when i first saw you know, his stuff it's, what it's incredible that they can like do this stuff like when i first saw his stuff i was i was like oh my god right away i could tell what i, I pretty much knew what it was right away but i was blown away with how good it looked yeah. and um i think i heard the on his interview on mondo saying you know, he basically does work for like, I believe like major motion pictures and stuff. Like you get like, it's pretty serious dude. But um, I uh, was looking at all his stuff and all of his, um, all of his art showed clip on standoffs. And I uh -huh. was like, I was like, Hey man, I, first of all, <laughs> your stuff, your stuff is awesome. Like I'm just blown away with how good it is. But I was like, but, I really want to see you doing some like glass standoffs with the tie wire across the front, like old school, like 
with the screw and the whole thing like that would be awesome yeah. and so like yeah he was like can you send me a bunch of reference photos <laughs> and so i immediately sent i just sent me all these photos around the neon shop and he was so thankful and i was like i am so glad i did that cameron <laughs> you know? that, that reminds me of the time my friend works for this uh kind of production company called fellow and they yeah. got like dealt a neon project too and they do these 3d designs too so they actually had me come in like bring all of my tools and i went over like with their the one that they had and i was like this doesn't look like real like i would change that like mm -hmm. they were like just going over all these crazy things that you don't even think uh, about to like get it to like look as real as possible like so the actual tubes you're talking about yeah yeah they're like, like the sign yeah, I brought this. I brought a sign. I brought the supports. Cool. I brought all the different cool. stuff that cool. like could have like used. And I yeah. I also told them to use the tie wire too because I yeah. feel like that like conveys like real neon like Whoa. I guess digitally more than anything else. Yeah, and also with his stuff, I was like, it's so good, and it's not just good. Like it's obviously thoughtful. He obviously knows a little bit about neon. It's clear the way he's drawn things, and some some of the things are just like one hundred percent. But I was just like thinking like if. He goes so far with this, like think, you know, that's just one little added deeper layer of detail to have like the actual tie wire, like twisted and bent over. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, he has done some, I'm pretty sure. I think, he, I think he always has tie wire now, but, uh, yeah, sure enough. Looks fucking awesome. You know, and his stuff is like, it's so funny. And like, it doesn't, it doesn't intimidate me or I don't think it's bad or fake or anything. It's just brilliant. You know? Yeah, and, and realizing that too, he's like he's a motion graphic artist for um, Hollywood. So he lives in Hollywood, and he talked about when he was talking to me about his ability to sort of just see things. He even mentioned a lot of the people that really kind of brought a lot of um, key pointers to his work. Right, like he would, he's like, oh, these all these neon guys were reaching out to me and telling me, hey, this is this is like really good. But if you do this this one thing over here you know, it's gonna, it's gonna make it even better. And so he was talking to me just how helpful, um, you know, neon folks were. So that you. might have been why I had the <laughs> audacity to message him. But because I think because I definitely heard his interview on your show. That's for sure. Cool. Anyway, yeah. I don't know how I started talking about him. But he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reach out to Mr. Ells. Anybody that hears this, yeah, if you're looking he's for good. something just a little bit different. Um, check out his stuff. And also, yeah. hey, let's not take anything away. Uh, Adam Fujita. Who's, um, oh yeah, we were talking about him. Yeah, his stuff's amazing, and uh, I love that style. He does yeah. incredible text work. I'm very impressed by that. Yeah, definitely the street art style. You know, this is like what we're straddling mm -hmm. the digital world and the, the street world, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. So moving right along here, um, Tim Burton, uh, members of Vegas uh, here, where Las Vegas Museum. We're talking about. He's got a show that um, is going on. And if you don't know, um, obviously Tim Burton, very famous uh, director, his show is at the Neo Museum, it's called Lost Vegas. And uh, yeah, I mean, he just, what he's done is he's taken the museum and added kind of the quirky elements about his movies. And uh, he's got like um, uh, Mars Attacks, you know, like the sculpture from the, the alien in there inside the boneyard. And, like just weird kind of strange, you know, elements to his characters are in here. Um, you know, where, you know, you just kind of think of site specific signs. He's now got these, uh, you know, different types of production inspired, you know, B movie type stuff. So fifties and sixties, obviously he's super influenced by, 
and then the mm-hmm. filming uh you know just the different stuff that he's been involved in um it could be stuff that's like beetlejuice you know kind of green like or you know but yeah i mean it's just like a, a place to like put all of his like park all of his really cool sculptures it looks like so yeah it's kind of an interesting thing yeah he has a sculpture and it, and it reads um i have a vague memory from when i was a boy that i worked in a circus for siegfried and roy um and it's i think it's his his uh handwriting and it is in neon um wow. i just love that he included that because like Siegfried and Roy is such like a nostalgic throwback to me because like obviously they're removed from uh, like Vegas now ever since like that incident but um, it's cool to for him to like pay homage to them in his museum Uh, but I I, like I was just in Vegas and I I unfortunately was not able to go but I definitely have to see this sometime Mm -hmm. soon because it looks like such a cool exhibit yeah, and apparently there's like 90% of it is new work. So if anybody's it's like, oh, it's yeah. just a bunch of stuff that's like old, he actually made like mostly new stuff. It's open till February 15th. So still time. A friend of mine is, is down there right now. <laughs> one of the guys, one, well, I got a guy who, the guy who was one of the owners of Seed Signs, Mark, is down there right now at that show. So I'm envious. It looks pretty cool though. I was just looking, I was just looking to my photos because, um, uh, I don't know what it is, but, uh, we did some neon for, um, one of his films, but I can't remember what it was. That's why I'm looking for it. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. There's something weirdly, kind of weirdly familiar about his movies. Like once you see his stuff, it's hard to really kind of mistake it for anyone else's. And so I think it's just all these different signs from the past kind of built into that because it's it somehow works like when you look at the lighting in his movies and you look at neon um i don't know who put that together but i would have never thought that would work but uh once you see a picture of it online it, it totally clicks um you know how that how that comes together so so yeah i just found out that yeah i just found it on my computer it's we did a sign that said hungry eye hungry and i can't what I movie can't, was it for i i can't remember can't remember the movie no. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Right. So I should. I know I should. But hey, Tim. I'll look it up. We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so, someone call in. Could someone call in and let us know? Was it Big Eyes? Because that Hungry Eye Big Eyes? Oh, yeah. I think it was. I think it was. I didn't see it, but I think you're right. I mean, that makes sense, but who knows? It does. <laughs> it does make sense. But who knows? Yeah, you have to, probably have to watch the movie because there's probably no reference. To well, you know what we'll do if you come up with it? We'll, we we'll, did a few. It. we'll put it in the show notes, Cameron, if you figure it out. We'll, we'll All right, man. Thank you. Don't worry. Right, sorry. Sorry. The magic, of, okay. the magic of post editing will get this figured out. <laughs> yeah. yeah yes. Show me a me. picture of that, Cameron, though. I'm curious how it looked. Yeah, sure. So, uh, <laughs> <Right> now? <laughs> no, not right now. Just All right. When, uh, yeah, so moving out of the Hollywood uh, big budget world, we're mm. in now Neon Signs lit up the Lumiere Festival. Um, this is Quad Real and the Museum of Vancouver, something uh, Cameron would probably be familiar with. Right, Cameron's um, going to be an expert on this one. <laughs> no, <yeah>. Well, <laughs> no, uh, it's funny because I just saw this article for the first time today. And I know a little bit, a lot about it and a little bit about it, like not enough about it. But uh, basically, yeah, so the uh, Museum of Vancouver has a neon exhibit, a permanent neon exhibit, and in, apparently in their basement, they've got a shit ton of 
school old signs that are in different states of disrepair that they're just sort of waiting for budget to, <laughs> to, to, you know, do something with also space. Um, but yeah, so a couple of months ago I was just, uh, totally busy with all kinds of stuff here at the shop and also my own personal stuff, uh, art wise. And, uh, and that kind of came across, uh, okay, here we're doing these restorations for the Museum of Vancouver. And one is the R, the, the R from the Ridge Theater, which is quite a famous theater in Vancouver that's gone now. It's on condos. And the original uh, Ridge sign is now just a, a giant R. Uh, it says Ridge, but it's LED now, which mm. is super. Can I say fucking? It's super yeah. fucking annoying that they would do that. <laughs> You know, like with everything going on in Vancouver, you're going to replace that with a LED version. Like, come on. It just that's basically that's happening quite a bit, right? Like I keep reading about this. Well, I know, but I mean, like it kind of puts a lie to the whole thing I, in my mind. It's just like, um, so they're bringing back all the neon downtown Vancouver. Um, and then they tear down like a, you know, cultural, important place with this cool neon sign on top. And then they're like, don't worry, we're going we're gonna to put it back up there. So we're going to make the new condo. We're going to kind of keep it kind of cool and funky looking. And we're going to put that sign up there so they'll be happy. But they don't use neon. So why didn't they use neon? Because LED is better, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. what are you guys saying? Are you saying neon is inferior to LED? So it that's what's weird. sort of annoying about it. You know? well, well, there's a, in Atlanta, believe it or not, Cameron, there's, I just read an article about the Coca-Cola sign. And I, I think it was there at one point and then it moved away or something happened, but apparently they're just mm -hmm. going to build it because of, because of its sort of sincerity. They have like such mm -hmm. a, sub, the city feels like it needs a landmark. So they're just going to make it all right. LED is what they've said. And so, yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I guess, you know, not really paying homage and not really sort of being thoughtful. It just sort of doing what, you know, comes Easiest. Well, That's you, you want to hear you want to hear something ironic, is that uh, they absolutely they, okay. Here we go. <laughs> and, you know what? I could be. This may not be ironic because I'm uh, an English major. But in any case, um, so I think I just laid out that story pretty clearly, right? And the thing that's annoying is it's not just that they're like, oh, we're going to make this out of LED instead of uh, neon. There's they're replacing what was once neon and trying to like you know it, it's look we put it back but in LED. That, that's why it's so annoying but because uh, i'm not against led it's just certain things are, are about led industry are you know make you want to freak out but um anyway so that's annoying in vancouver and then there's another area development just east of where i live right now along the river southern south land along the fraser river and this is all industrial land and also native land but uh uh there's a section where they're redeveloping it and they're calling it river what is it riverland i can't river district river district and it's amazing like they're basically building this entire area from scratch way over a few years but they have this big brand new neon sign with open channel letters double-sided so it faces down this way and it also faces down the other way this brand new housing development and it says river district in like clear red neon nice yeah, it's brand new. And I'm just like, I don't get this city, man. Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> so, but I love it. It's great. And it looks cool. You know what? I'm going to take a picture of it. I'll, send, I'll post it. Because it's pretty cool. I, I was so surprised. And you hey, can Cameron, tell it's neat. What? It's nice to see your mugshot in here. 
Ugh. What? It's your, ch- your chin. Aren't you in this article? Like, there's a picture of you. Bending. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going on and on. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So yeah, so we, we did the restoration work on the pieces in that article. I'm sorry. But um, the ironic thing, and the funny thing is that uh, I didn't do the neon because I was so busy doing this monster film job that I just finished that I didn't have time to do it. And so we had, I had to, I'm like, no, no one cares. I, we had to send it out to another neon shop to get, get, to get it done mm-hmm. because I, I couldn't do it. I didn't have time. And, uh, but yeah, they're pretty cool pieces. There's the R from Ridge. There's Palm ice cream. Is that right? Yeah. And um, let's see the one. cookie. Oh yeah. The cookie. It used to have a giant uh, neon cookie jar and it just says cookie now. Yeah. And, it's called yeah, the cookie look, jar all, company. They said, yeah. yeah. And they had, we had three people from the museum out here at our location, like coming in the neon shop. That's why there's a picture of me because they were all hanging around here. <laughs> Um, that's why I'm in the photo, but I said, I said to the guy, like, you have to, you can't say that I'm the person that made this neon because I did it. And I, you know, like, I can't do that to the vendor that made it. It's crazy. That would be bad. So uh, they didn't do that. But yeah, they took a picture of me, but I'm not the one that actually made it. But they were around here for a few days and they're, they were painstakingly preserving them. So accentuating like what's just there, like the rust and the flaking paint and, you know, fixing what they had to, but it was amazing for, I think, the better part of a week almost, or three mm-hmm. days, they were here working on that. And that apparently is going in a new development in downtown Vancouver that's the old post office. And I think this just going to call it the post now or something. And it's going to be like a new cultural mecca uh, with all this cool stuff. And that's going to, those, those three pieces are going to be in there, I think. But right now they're on display at the art at the museum at the museum. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I can't. I can't keep up with what we're doing here in Vancouver. It's ridiculous. (laughs) There's so much money in this town. It's kind of gross. Well, it's cool to look back though, and um, the Palm Dairy sign. Right, this is. It was called. It was once known as Crystal Dairy, and it dates from 35 to 1955. So they were, and there's no known photos. They they think there was also the palm logo and various forms of neon, like portable neon signs, mm. but they have no photos of it. So this is just right. sort of commentary on what exactly do, do we know about certain signs just because of the way that they're, they've been curated and taken care of. And so, yeah, just mm-hmm. the fact that these are there. And the cookie one is fun. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like that letter style. It's fun. Yeah. It's very, it's very like forties movie or something. <laughs> like this whole letter style is very dated and fun. It's quirky. And cool. Right? It's good. Yeah, it is. It's right. And totally. Yeah. They, yeah, he did a good job on them too. So. Yeah. And the uh, I like, is like the theater it's um between yeah, 1949 and 2013 is what it says. And, and to be fair, the, the sign now with LED looks pretty, it looks pretty cool. So it still looks cool. I mean the the replacement is not the original, mm. but uh, yeah, I like that that font, that style of letter. It's very Art Deco. Looking, yeah, with with the incandescent bulbs down the middle. It's cool. Cool. Uh, well, moving right along, guys. Uh, inside, I pulled this one from New York because you know I'm here and you know, I like to talk about New York once in a while. But inside Milk Bar's huge new flagship, they've got a uh, you know huge lot of desserts if you don't know milk bar it's it's in i believe they have one in la um as well 
and it's a uh, just yeah, it's just like a dessert bar slash ice cream parlor cookies, you know, you name it. Um, yeah, done some cool stuff, and Neon was always kind of part of their DNA. Um, the way that they kind of maintain their spaces, they have this kind of really unique pink script font, you know, outlined with neon and they use it pretty much everywhere they go. And so it's just nice to see, you know, um, they're doing some cool stuff. You know, I think like all of the different, you know, tourist pilgrimages that you can think of, this is going to be pretty successful because, you know, you're going to make your own like cake layering pie you can make and then they'll call you up when it's ready type thing. And then they've got like, just really weird kind of like experience type things that you can do. Like, um, yeah, you know. I bought, I bought my mom for her birthday, a cookie, or a, a cake baking class at the milk bar in LA. So oh, cool. um, same, same place, same company, same company. Yeah. They're, cool. they're like, it's an cakes or just like, <laughs> yeah, to die for it. It's, it's, she's perfected the recipe. Um, but yeah, they do have a, leds inside though but i think it's because it's like it's very like kid and like you know people friendly and i think they're just afraid of them like breaking um but they do have those like very beautiful like milk neon signs in like pink at every single store that they have which is incredible yeah yeah they're i'm trying to find i know you're on it but i can't see it clearly but there's one hallway where there's it's all led yeah is that right? That's, that's, I, Ace, that's Ace Hotel, actually. So I think, oh, like, yeah, Ace you're Hotel. right. But it is milk. But it is milk, though. Actually, you're right. Yep, it's right. It's for this. Yeah, which I but think it, that looks like it's you could almost touch it. Yeah, right? and I think it's it's safe for like kids to yeah know, be around there. The one know? in the window is neon, isn't it? The one that yeah, says the one milk. In the window. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. are those are neon. I passed by them all. There's one in East Village. They they are always neon. Um, this LED I've actually never seen them use it before, but. To Danny's yeah. point, um, it's a transit, right? Like it's clearly in the middle of the hallway, you know. So it's a yeah. it's a hazard issue, I think. So yeah, if they I can, yeah, if I can tell, if I can sort of add one thing, this would never, like, you could never do this in neon in Vancouver. You, to do this in neon in Vancouver, you would need to have the entire, like, every one of these would have to be covered with plexiglass, mm-hmm. exactly, yeah. which no one likes to do. Which is why it's it's really important to get good at that so that it looks cool because it can look really cool all the extra reflections and stuff with plexiglass, but uh, you'd never get away with this. So mm. at, when I first saw this, I was like, "What the? F- <laughs> <laughs> look at all that LED! Too bad." But then I looked at it, I'm like, "Wait a second, that's like four feet off the ground. Of course it's LED. <laughs> you wouldn't want I wouldn't want my neon pieces people walking by them at four feet. It's ridiculous." Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really cool. They have this uh, special on uh, Netflix, The Chef's Table, um, and she was opening up another like new restaurant in New York. And actually, in that episode, they show like the neon artist like manufacturing the new nice. neon like milk sign for it, and like him bending away at it and like making the final piece. So um, that Who guy probably it? is. It, you know, I, I'm not sure who it was um i couldn't tell i didn't know mm. them so um but yeah somebody in new york yeah so i have a couple i have a couple busy. of uh shops but I'm, I'm actually not i'm not i'm clueless as well but i'm guessing it's one of the two i wouldn't want to throw any big name out there because i'd probably be wrong but then people would email me like that's not right <laughs> <laughs> 
So no, it's cool. Um, yeah, good business. And I think just the idea of, you know, combining sugar and neon, I mean, it doesn't get any sweeter than that. So there you go. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, push, you know, like, sorry, I was just going to no, say no, no. Really, really quickly. Um, you know, I've, I've had like, you know, I've had tons of discussions about LED versus neon, um, you know, Facebook groups and Instagram and all sorts of stuff. And of course, like the LED, they call itself neon. It's super annoying probably you know not legal in some ways but you know led's cool like it's just another i mean it's not i don't necessarily like it but i like the idea that there's other stuff like there's a in, there's a whole bunch of stuff out there and you know we've had leds forever in one form or another so i mean i think the aesthetic is sometimes it works sometimes it's fine and i i don't hate it all the time you know when it makes sense you know mm -hmm. yeah i agree mm. Like at four feet off the ground, as opposed to four stories off the ground, you know, it's kind yeah, of a different thing. Well, I think, you know, physicality is a real thing, you know, like when you dominate yeah. a space and you're going to put it at the ground level, like you have to be thoughtful. Mm -hmm. You can't just, you know, sort of, mm -hmm. well, it's, you know, kind of muscle your way in there and put some neon in there, you know, it's not going to work. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mean, I like their, I like their neon though. The neon they have, you know, it's pretty sweet. I like that style. Yeah. I mean, people will claim it's, ah, it's trendy, it's this or that, but you know, I mean, they she's clearly made it a focus of all of our businesses and you can't say, mm -hmm. you know, cool. she hasn't been a big supporter of me. And so, yeah, cool. Her name is Christina Tosi. But yeah. I like, I like what she does. Um, okay. Can I, uh, going back into like historical point of view here, this is just, uh, you know, the next article is a history of neon signs in different cities. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but I just thought it was interesting. Um, you know, we'll put all the links to the different articles we covered. <clears throat> in the show notes, but it just walks through the different eras of neon. Um, and believe it or not, it does ch check on uh, Gloria communism and talks about the uh, neon in, in Czechoslovakia in 89. Um, and then it even touches on um, Martin Wartman, who was, uh, uh, I guess, a student at Northern Kentucky University working on neon signs uh, at the Neon Works Cincinnati workshop, which is pretty cool. It's connected to the American Sign Museum. Um, so yeah, just really cool stuff going on here. Uh, you guys kind of, I guess, didn't really have to touch on this at all, but I just figured it was something worth mentioning that there is like different time periods and it does a pretty good job of kind of walking through um, what's happening in Neon, I guess, from the beginning, like early years of Paris Neon up until that. Um, so yeah, don't know if there's anything else want to throw in there. Well, I think it's really interesting just the that that particular article um and I'm never great with this stuff, but that particular article lays out sort of just this is how it all came to be, and you know this is when it really hit big and just the different eras it's pretty it's pretty cool, and I love that story about the um the uh, where is it where they have like welcome to the world of tomorrow neon yeah is it neon yeah um, there's it's like New York City or whatever. Uh, I don't know. But they actually had it written out in Neon Futurama. I think it was like the 1930 oh. World Fair. I don't know. It's one of these, something like that. I can't, I'm trying to bring up the article. But anyway. It's also, it's also like the, they talk about like Greek names for the different gases. And then also this book in 2012. Yeah. I'm not going to butcher it, but it has the word neon in it, which is, it's, it's like a different weaves history of different neon lighting 
And then as a book, it talks about like, you know, just the, the material history and then, you know, it gets super nerdy, but the fans of Neon would probably really appreciate it. And uh, yeah. yeah, just the different work that's in this, I guess, if, you know, it's just Neon as an icon in the 1900s. So you know, people think of Neon as everywhere, but it was pretty, I guess, pretty thought provoking when it came out, you know, people still, you know, there's all what? this packed sign talk about the first American sign, but I don't know if that's even, I've heard conflicting evidence about that as well. So I don't really interesting to read it also get also gets into soviet era uh that article that you're referring to or the one i'm looking at uh talks a lot about the the 1960s push for neonization or whatever they call it mm-hmm. soviet soviet union but uh yeah yeah consumer shops were rare we talked about this in poland the first one we talked mm-hmm. about it was like a complete 360 here uh and and yeah i mean this in other words it was like obvious forms of propaganda and then the mass introduction of neon was um, getting citizens kind of like, you know, kind of like, I guess, instructed on what, how to, how to be a good citizen. Right. <laughs> like, and so it's a strange evolution we're in right now, like world war one, um, you know, the transformation of the whole world that we live in. Right. Like they sometimes have this hybrid thought of all these junker it's happening, but these signs once were all lit up, which is, really exciting. I guess it was like the heyday, um, you know, and people talk about the fifties and sixties neon. Uh, yeah, I guess just, I, I just want to touch on that. And then they talk about Tracy Emin and like the artistic sense, um, what's happened there. And then, yeah, they mentioned a couple of different signs, Lisa Schulte, LA, Museum Neon Art, and then uh, our friends that let there be neon in Manhattan. So yeah, just keeping the world of neon alive here. Yeah, it was the first example of neon in the United States debuted in Los Angeles, Packard Motor Car Company. Yeah, it's weird. It's like a, a it's kind of like one of those conversations I've had with different people. It's I, I guess people swear by it, then there's other that say it wasn't the first one. Right. Uh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. It's like huh? yeah, who's I'm to really say? <laughs> it's like how was, how correctly was history written, right? <laughs> yeah, who was there first? Like who made the first pie? Like I don't know. Like who <laughs> No yeah, the 1939 World's Fair in New York. And they had a massive neon sign reading, Futurama lit the way. Yeah. Oh, and then, okay. and then um, yeah, lit the way to General Motors exhibition that heralded the world of tomorrow. <laughs> I want to see that. Uh, yeah, there's a photo somewhere. Awesome. Yeah, guys. Uh, so the last article here, Neon Sign Preservation Goes Digital. Um, this is professors Catherine Hepworth and then Christopher Church. Uh, they're working uh, to save Western typeface and design for different generations to come. And uh, apparently the uh, Nevada, Reno, you know, there's a whole preservation movement that's happening there. And um, the, the different, uh, you know, the, the two different professors are, are taking on this, this role of trying to document the signs, particularly the neon ones, and completely, you know, put them on an online forum, uh, collect records and documentation and uh, you know just trying to uh, I guess you know, keep that preserved so other people from you know who are not from the sign world or, or just people who want to know more can uh, can appreciate them for themselves so it's pretty cool um, and just some good work here uh, yeah. there are different things going on like the I guess the architecture um, one of the things they I guess they've learned too is that uh, American graphic design um, you know, they're fully aware that they were everywhere 
right? They would go home to work, you'd see them. Um, but then, you know, I guess the, the website that they're doing, it's called the Reno Type Archive. Uh, and it's a, yeah, it's just a, a long kind of, I guess, historical documentation. And it's going to have vector images that you can download. Um, and for, we'll be able to be like 2D and 3D print replicas, which, um, if, yeah, if you don't know Route 9 signs, um, something like that, like, so you could actually technically use these signs if you're listening, Chris Rayleigh. Um, you could print out uh, a 3D replica and uh, use this on a creative level to recreate these signs in a, a smaller scale. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities um, with composition and um, just you know, general sign making. We just talked about people don't even have a sign of that uh, Vancouver um, ice cream sign. Uh, so, mm -hmm. or yeah, the, the dairy sign. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ice cream. Dairy. <laughs> Yeah, you got to preserve these things like the seeds they preserve for plants in case it's like Armageddon. Oh so you have to preserve the fonts, the designs, I guess. Yeah, and the goal is I'm, to really um, take it, I guess, access these materials. Like there's some hurdles, I guess. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I have a lot of history in Reno to, to kind of do this. So it's cool that these professors are kind of aware of this and pulling it together. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and 100, 100 undergraduate students are participating. So yeah, cool research project. If you want to go in and uh, help them out, um, I'm sure you can reach out to them. They're, they're online there. So cool. Uh, so wanted to pull this out. Uh, just our, our favorite, uh, I guess, content to consume, I call it. Um, been doing, myself, been doing a lot of uh, eBay selling, not for me on profit or, or, or um, just on a personal level. Um, and yeah, just stuff you don't need. I'm a big fan of just getting rid of things that you, you know, are sitting around that you could, um, unload. And I found a cool article. It was, uh, different things that people sold on eBay. Um, someone sold a kidney back in 99, uh, for, uh, nearly $6 million. Uh, and the site put it on, uh, put a stop to the sale, which apparently, uh, clearly violated the, uh, sale of body parts. So yeah, that happened. And uh, and then the are, you, are you selling your body parts? Right? No, yeah, just, but... just yeah. Dude, do you need a loan? Do you need a loan, man? I need help. No, <laughs> <laughs> you guys know I can sell. A, Good, because uh, I don't loan. got any money. <laughs> sell a loan. Um, and then advertising space on a person's forehead uh, in 2005. Uh, an Omaha guy. Um, it was Snorstop, and uh, he. They paid more than thirty-seven thousand for him to wear a temporary tattoo advertising its product on his forehead for a month. Um, not a bad gig. Uh, not a bad gig. Yeah, yeah and then uh, a tattoo on a woman for an online casino called GoldenPalace.com, uh, but that was permanent, and they only paid her ten thousand, so she didn't get a very good deal. So yeah, that's my content to consume. If uh, you guys have something you want to, so, so you're suggesting that we go on Amazon? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> if you have anything I, I'm, I told everybody on this uh, podcast just now I'm like if you are sitting on like an old radio or like a, like a vinyl collection you don't listen to or um, you know just something that's been like sitting in the corner and collecting dust uh, you'd be surprised at you know what you can quickly do with it and then you can buy more um, sticks of glass I don't know you can like you know do some cool projects I don't take a vacation who knows 
Yeah. Yeah. It's all about getting more sticks. <laughs> well, yeah. you have to, you have to look at your stuff, Max, and you have to ask yourself, does it bring you happiness? And if it doesn't, you need to get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even seen that show. I've never even seen that show. But, you know, declutter, man. Yeah, I've got a ton of stuff i got to sell, and I just don't have time to, like, post it online. But I have, I have a whole section of my storage that's just, like, got to sell this crap. I'm telling you, yeah, it's a good deal. If you haven't looked at it before, you know, I'm sure you know what it is, eba.com. Check it out. <laughs> okay. Wait, what is it? Uh, how do you spell that? You know, just Google it. Got it. There's this cool thing I just discovered. You can order stuff online and they will deliver it to your door. Wow. What's it called? <laughs> I don't know. Internet or something. <laughs> I got something. You got something, Danny? What do you got? Um, I am blown away currently. There's you seem blown away. I thought I noticed that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they've been working on quantum computers for like the past like five, ten years, seriously. And I don't know if you guys have you should just Google like quantum computer. It literally looks like like some alien type of thing like just like gold metal it looks like a disco ball for like aliens sort of um but they've just been working working trying to make one and then in the news like google has just got their quantum machine to perform and like actually complete a task so like no quantum computer has been able to do this yet so then they calculated like how well did the computer actually do it and it did a task in like i think like 30 seconds that would have taken the world's best supercomputer 10,000 years to do shut up wow. <laughs> how do they know that <laughs> i mean it was like a really like simple task like granted like it's not it's not one that anyone's going to do right. but like th- i'm telling you like when when they get quantum computers up and running, game over. <laughs> yeah, it's game reason. over. Game over. Matrix. It's pretty cool. It did. Uh, it completed uh, complex computation in two hundred seconds. So it's like, it's uh, it's like really, it's really nerdy and really real. And it says that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks. I'm looking at it now. It looks incredible. So yeah, just be, think. Be ready. Put that. Well, in- the machines are. While well, you guys were sleeping, I was studying the quantum computer. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Get sleeping? ready, haters. <laughs> Who's sleeping? Um, you guys. Just, ima- just imagine. We're vulnerable. This thing. Just imagine this thing, in the in the in the head, of like a destructo bot. Like right. That, yeah. That exactly. is game that over. Is game <laughs> over, man. Just one robot. It's just gonna be one robot. It's be like you're all done. <laughs> I figured it out it like a second ago exactly how to do it. I think I think we we, we got to ask Google to do we could do some paid ads here. I mean, we're clearly do, selling them some some supercomputers, right? We got to contact them. Google, if you're listening, we'll uh, we'll support your quantum computer. Just tell us but where. Think, to I think of the possibilities though. I mean, I don't I can't I don't think personally I can't even wrap my mind around what exactly that would mean. But you think about what are how different our world is now, computers. 
and uh, then you add that kind of power to it and that kind of possibility and it's just mind-boggling i just hope there's a planet to to left to do to you know exploit this amazing new technology you know that's all i hope so that's that's the funny thing about it all it's just like oh so much possibility but so much reason to be pessimistic at the same time but maybe we maybe we can use this to you know to better things I think so. I have I have hope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what was I gonna talk about? Oh yeah. Um, so I've prepared a report on the Western School of Neon Art. Oh no, the Western Neon School of Art. I'm sorry, I always mix it up. In like, Seattle. You said report, I'm like, let me t- this is sound pretty 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 for real. You got a- I was there, yes, I went there on assignment last month on behalf nice. of Mondo Neon and I met up with a bunch of neon artists there at uh, a show called Your what was it called? Your Life in in, in, in Light? Your Life Story in Light um, nice. which is part of the Refract Festival and I actually had a piece in the show and it was fun. I went down with a couple of friends of mine, Basha and uh, Jesse Lee and met a bunch of people and uh, checked out the school uh, I guess in the main, just uh, that's where the where the show was held was basically around the vending tables that they they teach classes at there, and it's an amazing facility. I, I thought. Yeah, did you see my uh, me my friend Dylan there? I did. I met him and mentioned your name, and he punched me in the face. And then <laughs> no, uh, no, super nice guy. Super nice guy. He was really helpful when I was installing. I just basically had two screws. But uh, yeah, really nice guy. We talked a lot. And then I, I was happy because I was able to chat with him quite a bit more the night of the show. And yeah, what a cool guy he is, for sure. And uh, I just recently saw some amazing projects that he's been involved in as well. So a lot of respect there. And uh, yeah, and met a whole bunch of neon artists. And it was really like the first time that I've had my work displayed in ages. So it was really fun and uh, a great, a great school. That's it great. looks like I thought it had been open for a while, but it's only been open for what, like a year or two years or something. No, it's really new. In fact, I think when, when I had him on the show, he was, they had just opened. Like, I want to say this was like, I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was, it was earlier this year, like in the beginning of the year. Okay. And, um, yeah. They were just like trying to figure out what they were going to do and now they have like a program and a real kind of like month-to-month operation it's pretty great i mean they've i keep seeing really cool stuff and it's awesome that you had work over there so So. they got a real scene going on there um yeah uh, yeah, kelsey uh what's his last name oh my god i can't remember um uh there's like a a bender who kelsey fernkoff who teaches there i think um but he's like totally uh bender has been at it for a long time amazing bender he was doing live bending at the at the show and i chatted with him and he had a piece oh my god he had uh, a piece there it was really cool you should um guys you should uh definitely check out his stuff um yeah he's really really good i like i like him he's got these freestanding neon Linear What's sculptures. Kelsey Fernkoff. He's on Instagram. I can't remember his hand handle, but anyway, 
his stuff is amazing. You'll like it, trust me, both you guys. Um, but he's yeah, one, of the, of one of the co-founders, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, cool. and an amazing artist in his own right, too. So, yeah, check out his stuff. Uh, search him on Instagram because I'm following him. I just can't look at it right now. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, great. And they've got quite a cool scene there. There's uh, I actually did a, a, sh- a studio visit to Allison Buchanan's uh, place, Radiant Neon. And did a little bending with her and hung out and talked bending for a while. And she's she's just around. She's very close to that place. So, and she's a student there as well, believe it or not. So, yeah, very exciting. Exciting uh, time for me, but also just a really cool uh, oh, school yeah. that they started there. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to see something like that in Vancouver for sure. Yeah, I think so. In a lot of places, they did uh, they did a really nice job with it. Um, Mm-hmm. cool uh well guys this kind of takes us through our our, our uh, where's the neon um danny cameron i really appreciate you guys coming on it's been really fun absolutely thanks for having us once again Max. Cool. Yeah, thanks dude and feel free to heavily edit everything i said wait are we recording it's live yeah i thought we, you were gonna uh, let us plug stuff man you can yeah did you guys what are we, what are we gonna send them out on yeah do you have something else you want to say me? Yeah. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, well, I currently have a solo show called High Voltage at another beer company in New West. So anyone who's local to Vancouver or New Westminster, then check it out. It's there for another week. And also December 6th, uh, myself and a couple of friends are putting together an event in downtown Vancouver called Altered Currents, where we're going to have uh, neon art. We're going to have photography. Some other surprises, also three post-punk slash new wave rock bands, Necking, Passive, and Pudding, and that's December 6th in Vancouver. So people should come out, if again, if they can make it here. Oh, and I should also say, not only my neon art will be there, but also Allison Buchanan is going to have a piece there. And Woo-hoo. also, uh, who else is going to have it? Uh, Kaylin McGowan is going to have a piece there. And also, uh, one of our uh, group has purchased a Taylor Dratlow piece, and it will also be on display there. So it's going to be cool and uh, lots of uh, cool music, too. So December 6th. Awesome. Uh, Awesome. Congrats, man. I also have a show on uh, the day after Cameron's. So um, all you up there north come down. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, man. (laughs) Um, and mine is called Electric Winter. I'm going to be showing with uh, three other neon artists that live in this section of LA with me, including Letitia, uh, Brooke, and Jess. Um, I should probably say their last name. Brooke Bottleboard, Letitia Marie, and Jess uh, Rojas. Um, so we're... Cool putting on this event with PBR, um, just going to light up a whole gallery with uh, a bunch of our neon signs. And then there's also going to be a couple of fine art uh, artists showing their stuff as well. My roommate's premiering a movie that he's been working in the past like six years on. Um, just a bunch of cool stuff and a DJ set by Jerry Paper. So if you're in LA, December 7th, uh, it's going to be at Inner Space Gallery, which is in downtown. Starts at like 7 p.m. 
That's awesome. That is okay. awesome. Indeed. Before I before yeah. I forget, dude, I just gotta say because I, I totally screwed up. I should have said there's also the the photography there is by uh, a woman uh, Jessie Lee Hool, who is on Instagram as Lee Iko. Her stuff is really awesome, so I encourage everybody. She did to check the out cool flyer. She did the cool flyer. That's right, and uh, I just spaced out. But yeah, she's gonna have a bunch of photography there, and also neon specific photography as well. So yeah, it's gonna be a whole thing. But uh, I think that's so cool that we have like. Uh, we're both two. doing like local events, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, the stirring, same stirring the so, community. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Gotta, gotta do some sort of connection there. We should, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a live. We'll do a Mondo Neon live that night. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys get video, you uh, you gotta hit, hit your IG up. You guys have a lot of really cool stuff. If you haven't, anybody listening hasn't seen Cameron and Danny's, uh, I'll put them on the links and and check it out. There's always really cool stuff happening in. Uh, Vancouver and California and um yeah what's happening for Mondo right now um you know working for working on new projects specifically um some cool new merch that's coming out you know go out there and uh, if you can support if you like if not hey um I still love all you guys out there um that pretty much wraps up where's the neon if you guys uh want to know more check out the show notes uh Danny and Cameron thank you so much for coming on with me uh and part of the talk thank you man hey thanks for having us once again Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up. And as always, thanks for listening.